ladies and gentlemen thank you for listening thank you for downloading and thank you for subscribing to the latest edition of the 12 kyle podcast i am your boy 12 kyle man check this out (laughs) on this episode what i want to talk about is we're going back we're going back to november 14th 2003 on that day jay-z released his highly anticipated album the black album wow it's hard to believe that this album is actually turning 20 years old i remember it coming out like i remember like it i remember like it was yesterday and it doesn't seem like it's actually 20 years old but i mean this was supposed to be jay-z's swan song this is supposed to be it. This is going to be his final album as an artist. And 20 years later, Jay-Z still recording and making music. Now, he hadn't made an album. Well, let me let me rephrase that. He hadn't made a good album in a while. <laughs> well, that's another story for another day. Um, 20 years. Wow. The Black Album. Uh, again, like I said, this was supposed to be his uh, swan song. It's supposed to be the last one, the last hurrah. And Jay-Z surprised everybody with an incredible album uh before i get to talking about the review let me just let's just go back um jay-z was going through a lot at the time uh he was you know riding high i don't think he was he married yet i don't think he was married yet but he was um i want to say he and beyonce were dating i don't know maybe one of one of you whole vengers could look that up and tell me if he was married but um you know he had was riding off the success of his previous previous albums, and Jay-Z was calling it quits. Uh, he had moved to the boardroom uh, at Def Jam, and he was saying that this was it. He was hanging up the microphone. And at the time, <laughs> for those of us who were really outside, we really thought Jay-Z was going to retire. But he didn't. Um, but he didn't have to because what he delivered was an incredible album um, an album that runs 55 minutes and 12 seconds. Uh, of course, it's on the Rockefeller slash Def Jam label. Uh, some of the producers on the album, the executive producer was Sean Corey Carter, Jay-Z himself. Uh, executive producer Damon Dash, uh, Kareem's Biggs Burke were also executive producers. Uh, some of the musical producers on the album, uh, J.H., uh, who is it? No, 3H. I can't, I think, I thought his name was J.H., but it's 3H. Uh, Ninth Wonder from Little Brother, Aqua, The Buchanans, uh, Eminem, DJ Quick, Just Blaze, Kanye West, uh, The Neptunes, Rick Rubin, Timbaland, just to name a few. Um, And this album was following on the heels of the Blueprint album, uh, then the Blueprint 2.1, and then obviously the Black album. Now, they did, Jay-Z did release some singles. Uh, The first single that dropped was uh, Change Clothes. November 4th, it was released uh, 2003. Uh, then Dirt Off Your Shoulders was released March 2nd, 2004. And then 99 Problems, <laughs> the ever popular 99 Problems, was released April 27th, 2004. Um, my memories of this album were just that. Like, I just remember there was a big rush from everybody to get to the store to get this album because the album came out in the time where 
you know, you, you had to get albums. You had to get it before it came. I mean, like the day that it came out. If you didn't get it the day that it came out, you might you might have been short. Um, but this was Jay Z, and again, this was his swan song, or at least we thought it was going to be a swan song. Um, but I think one of the things that always stood out to me was that if this was the way that Jay Z described it, he said this was going to be his album that was going to be his um, Michael Jordan game winning shot in the NBA Finals against uh, the Utah Jazz where he um, tapped Byron Russell and he raised up and shot the jumper for the Bulls to win their sixth and Michael Jordan winning his sixth ring. And that's the way that he set this album up. The way that he rolled out the album and the way that he described the album was that this was going to be the last one. He wasn't going to do anything else. He was going to retire and hang up the microphone. So the way that he described the album prior to it coming out was that it was going to be a situation where the album and the songs would reflect his early stage of his career through the final stage of his career. And that now, now these are his words. And so the songs should reflect that, or at least that's what we thought because that's what we were told. Um, but the buzz around this album was huge because again, at this point in time, Jay-Z's arguably the biggest act in hip hop. Uh, he's one of the biggest musical acts, period. And, you know, folks was, we were anticipating to see what Hov was going to come with next. And so you have this anticipation. I just remember feeling like, I hope this doesn't disappoint me. Because normally when, and, and, and keep this in mind, folks. At the time that Jay-Z said he was going to retire, I think maybe Too Short might have been the only other MC that said that they were going to retire. Most, most of the time, when people say they're going to retire, they're going to retire. So we literally were hanging on the words that this was going to be his last album. And again, I say, <laughs> some 20 years later, he's still recording and making music. Um, but so the album had, you know, definitely received critical acclaim. When I tell you everybody rushed out to get the album, everybody got that album. I mean, it was crazy. Uh, the album sold 463 hard copies during its first week. And when I say hard copies, I mean, like, folks actually went to the record store and bought the album. Like, it wasn't like downloads or streams. This was in an era where you had to leave your house to get the album, right? And so... You had that backdrop, four hundred sixty-three thousand sold. Um, you know, again, Jay Z's on top of the game because nobody else is selling records like this first week out, uh, and so people were anticipating a great album. What he delivered was a very, very good album. Um, where this album ranks as far as his discography is really debatable. Um, <laughs> I know some people. <laughs> Sans, uh, like like my man Eclectic, um, who say that this is his last great album. Um, I wouldn't go that far, but I think this album kind of ended that particular run for Jay-Z. Um, but an incredible run nonetheless, and then he picked up and had another run after this one. Uh, I don't think it was as successful, but that's to be that's for that's up for debate. Um, but again. 460, I mean, you basically going almost gold your first week out. 
uh this album i think he eventually sold what um i think it went triple platinum um over time and you know it's one of jay-z's better albums and here's the funny thing there are no guest featured rappers on this album i mean you have pharrell williams singing on the hook but there are no you know there's no memphis bleak there's no beanie siegel there's no you know ice cube there's nobody on this album but jay-z and he wanted to and he succeeded in getting uh some a-list producers on the album i mentioned a few um and i'll talk about it as we break down the songs as we go through the uh the the uh, actual songs on the album um but jay-z I, I think with this album he hit it out the park i really do i think jay-z was at a place where he really to use a michael jordan reference jay-z really wanted to separate himself from everybody else um and he wanted to put himself in a position where if you were debating mcs that he would leave no doubt as to where he fit in the landscape of mcs and so i think having said that i think this album definitely helped uh in the jay-z debates as far as how good or how great he was or what have you um i think what's interesting about jay-z is that jay-z always to me <laughs> and i and i say this as a fan jay-z always struck me as a guy who an artist artist like he i think he enjoys recording so the idea of him quitting or retiring from music i'll be honest it didn't make sense to me because he just he always and he gave us so much music in that time frame up until that point that i just i don't i don't know that i don't know that that was going to be i don't know that he, it was going to be easy for him to stay away from rap i'll put it like that um and then obviously you know moving his personal life further along getting married um you know eventually having kids uh you know that does something to to a man uh positively and you know so he was in a different space in a different he, he was in a he was in a way different tax bracket uh from you know reasonable doubt hold but you know i, I think uh this album serves as a, as a timepiece for jay-z and i i love to hear jay-z fans or just rap fans in general where they place this album and i think when you speak to jay-z fans their fandom if you ask them where the where they rank this album their fandom will tell you a lot about where they rank this album the diehard jay-z fans are the what i what we call the whole vengers the whole vengers got this album but you know for some it's top three top two album um and i've even heard some people say it's his best album i, don't, I wouldn't go that far i don't think it's his best album but, but, but I think Jay-Z is at a place in this album where everything fell in line. And I think musically, he did everything that he wanted to do and more. And I think if Jay-Z stops his career, much, you know, like a lot of people say, if he had stopped his career, his musical career after this album, I think there's a strong case that could be made that Jay-Z could be the greatest 
of all time if he stopped it at that point but he did <laughs> he didn't so it kind of is what it is um so let's get through the tracks uh the album starts off with an interlude uh from just blaze that's track one then track two december 4th which is jay-z's birthday uh also produced by just blaze now in this track we hear a voice from a female and come to find out that that is none other than the voice of gloria carter uh jay-z's mom um I thought this was a cool look. I, I will admit, <laughs> after a period of time, it got kind of corny because she, it, like, one of the things she said, like, at, at the age of four, I taught we taught him how to ride a bike. Isn't that special? I'm like, no, it's not special. He rode a bike at four. He's a, he's a kid. Who cares? Um, and she was like, at, he he weighed ten pounds at birth, and he didn't give me any pain. I'm like, okay, <laughs> I mean, like that don't make you a dope rapper, but you know, go ahead and cook. Um, but his mom on there was that was that was a cute look, I guess. Uh, then the album, in my opinion, um, I mean, well, even even December fourth, I think is a dope song because this is Vintage J talking his shit, and you know he ends this song by saying, "I'm supposed to be number one on everybody's list. Let's see what happens when I no longer exist." I mean, that's Hove talking shit. You know, it's like he was telling people like this is it. And and to hear a line like that, it kind of plays with you because now you're like, oh, this guy's really, really getting out of here. Like he's really getting up out the paint. And so um it just kind of further drove home the point that, you know, Jay-Z was really, you know, fading out. So the next track, track three, What More Can I Say? Produced by the Buchanans. This might be one of the best tracks on the album. No, I'm not going to say might be. This is one of the best tracks on the album. Um, and so, wait a minute. I, I'm sorry. I, I'm, I'm one track ahead. December 4th isn't the track where he made that song, that made that verse. The What More Can I Say is the song that he did that particular verse about. I'm supposed to be number one, number one on everybody's list. My bad. Um, but nonetheless, Buchanan's kill this beat. Um, it's one of my favorite songs on the album. Uh, and again, Jay-Z ends it perfectly. And I don't think I'd even heard of the Buchanan's prior to this particular song, but, um, they crushed it, crushed it all the way through. And his, I mean, his, his rapping, Jay-Z's on his rapidly raps at this point. Uh, track four, the banger encore produced by kanye west uh man listen this is um when you think about like some of the smashes that kanye has done with jay-z uh for me this is one of the ones that come to mind um and i remember watching the documentary um fade to black and it was showing kanye and jay-z in the studio and jay-z was like kanye was telling him like this is what it's going to sound like in a huge arena. And they're going to be chatting your name. Hova, Hova. And, and I mean, like he adds that into the beat. And um, I, y'all know, man, I don't, um, 
I don't rock with Kanye like that no more. But I got to give him his props, man. He he crushed this beat, and Jay Z is rapping as if he's leaving the game, and it it, it it's a perfect marriage. I'll say that much. Uh, both he and, and Kanye, um, absolutely are out of here on that track. Uh, then track five, change clothes. Okay, this is where it gets interesting for me because no matter how dope change clothes is this song does not belong on this album let me repeat that no matter how dope this song is it does not fit into the theme of what jay-z was talking about as far as leaving the game this song has nothing to do with leaving the game now he did say you know he talked about not wearing jerseys and wearing buttons up button ups and stuff like that and you know, people said Jay-Z kind of killed the, the throwback jersey era because because folks, at this time, everybody's wearing throwbacks. Everybody's wearing those big-ass throwback jerseys, and that was a popular trend. And Jay-Z was like, no, nah, I don't wear 30. I don't wear, uh, he's like, I'm, I don't wear jerseys. I'm 30-plus. You make crisp pair of jeans button-ups. And so dudes quietly got rid, <laughs> rid of their jerseys, and um, and they, they moved to, to button-ups. And so we was in the club and button ups. I now I will say this much: I did have a lot of button ups. Um, but for those of you who don't, who weren't outside of going around in two thousand three, button ups, button up shirt. You know, it's a college shirt, but it's a fly shirt and it's button up. Um, so yeah, change clothes, man. Is a it's a dope song, but it has no business on this album. I, I just don't think it fits. I don't think it fits. Um, then we get to track six. The album takes off even higher from this point. Track six, Dirt Off Your Shoulder, produced by Timbaland. Um, I remember, again, watching Fade to Black um, documentary, and they show the actual studio session where Timbaland is in with Jay-Z, and he plays he plays one of the beats. The first beat he played for Jay-Z, I think, was the beat that ended up going to Ludacris. Um, I can't remember the name of that song. <clears throat> but... um he plays dirt off his shoulders and um jay-z's just like bobbing like he he's he can't believe what he's hearing um and so this song i think is is one of jay-z's i mean obviously it's probably the most popular song on the album but um dirt off your shoulders is is is, uh it's a banger it's a smoker and i mean like what can i say it's vintage jay-z then we get to track seven threat um produced by ninth wonder this one surprised the hell out of me one because ninth wonder at the time was a member of one of my favorite rap groups still one of my favorite rap groups of all time little brother for ninth for for a, a beat maker like ninth wonder to get on a jay-z album was for us phenomenal because like for me i'm like yo how does jay-z even know who ninth wonder is like because you know if you're a backpack rapper fan, like you don't think that the stars are going to align for a backpack rapper or a backpack producer to, to end up on a groundbreaking album or a final, you know, solo album from Jay-Z. But um, Ninth Wonder gets on the beat and I mean, he crushes it. They get a, a interlude. I mean, sorry, not um, a voiceover from um, Cedric the Entertainer, which is funny. Uh, dope, dope song. Uh, then track eight 
another banger, Moment of Clarity, produced by Marshall Mathers, a.k.a. Eminem. And Eminem is not even on this song, but he, he produced a, a, a really, really dope track. Um, I think this is this is Jay-Z in his reflective mode. I think he's he, he's really at a point where he's describing what he's going through and you can take something from what he's giving you as he is, quote unquote, on his way out the door. Track nine, 99 Problems, produced by the legendary Rick Rubin. Um, listen, 99 Problems obviously is a play on from the in- interpolation from Ice-T, 99 Problems. Um, but when you add all of the stuff that Rick added in, like it sounds like an old school Run DMC. <laughs> sounds like an old school Run DMC song. Um, love this joint, man. Love this joint. I remember when the video came out for 99 Problems and BET didn't want to play the video. Oh, it was the BET. It was either BET or MTV. They didn't want to play the video because in the video it shows Jay-Z getting shot. And I was just like, really? I mean, but they made I think it was part of PR. But um dope, dope song. Um, probably one of the most you know popular songs on the album. Uh, then I think the album takes it to a whole nother level when track 10 comes on. Track 10, the interlude, PSA, public service announcement uh, produced by Just Blaze. Um, listen, if you want to put a club in a frenzy, I don't care where you're at in America. If you play this song, it will send everybody into a frenzy. All they have to do is hear, allow me to introduce my, allow me to reintroduce myself. My name is Hove. That's it. It's a wrap. <laughs> it's a wrap after that. It's a wrap. Um, yeah, he he crushed it. I mean, like, just blaze with those chords and it's that organ sound. It sounds like you in church. Um, that song moves people. I, I it's I really don't have much more to say other than that. That song moves everybody. If you if you can't move off that song, you'll have a pulse. <laughs> um then we get to track eleven, and I think this is where the album dips some. Justify My Thug, produced by the legendary DJ Quick. Um, I think this is a really good song. I think this song has no place on this album. This song is out of place. This song is out of place. This song is out of place. I'm not, I think what happened was, I think, and this is just my opinion, I think Jay-Z had a list of MC, not MCs, he had a list of DJ, not DJ, I'm sorry. He had a list of producers. There we go. That's the word I'm looking for. He had a list of producers that he wanted to get on this album. And he wanted DJ Quick on it. And rightfully so, because DJ Quick is an incredible producer. But this song doesn't fit. It doesn't fit at all. And it's my least favorite song on the album. It's the song that I skip. Uh, And when people tell me, well, the Black Album has no skips. Oh, yes, it does. (laughs) I'm skipping Justify My Thug every time. Every time. And I mean, like, the whole Madonna thing, I mean, you know, playing on that song, Justify My Love, it's, it's, 
it's just, it, it ain't that ain't it. It's not it. I mean, like, I'll put it like this. When you get a chance, think about it. And 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 you could tell me, respond to me if you'd like. Tell me what album you could put of, of Jay-Z's discography. What album could you put Justify My Thug on? Because I can't think of one. Honestly. And it's not that it's a bad song. It just doesn't fit. It doesn't fit the theme of I'm leaving the game. It doesn't fit the theme of I'm cool ass Jay-Z. It doesn't fit any themes whatsoever. I think it, I, I, I'm not going to say it was a throw in because this was his final album. So I kind of refuse to believe that there was a throw in on his final album. But come on, dog. Justify my thug. Nah, this shouldn't have made this album. Sorry. Not sorry. <laughs> Track 12, Lucifer. Another Kanye West joint. Love this joint. Um, this one really grew on me uh, because I think the first time I heard it, I was like, man, what the hell is he talking about? But um, I like this one. I like this one a lot. I think Lucifer picks the album back up uh, after Justify My Thug. Justify My Thug almost crashes the plane, <laughs> in my opinion. Um, then track 13, Allure, uh, produced by the Neptunes. Love this joint. Again, Jay-Z's telling you like how it is, and he's kind of painting this picture as he's this mobster trying to get out of the game. And, and in essence, he's kind of he's this rapper trying to get out of the game. And um, I love this joint. This is one this is one of the better tracks on the album, I think, and it, one of the more, more popular ones as well. Um, then he closes out the album with track 14, my first song which ironically I want to say I've heard and, and don't quote me on this but I've heard that my first song was recorded first before they, they did anything and on this song he basically chronicles his career and the people that and he's kind of shouting everybody out that he came in contact with and everything like that and, and he's not really he's rapping but he's also you know giving a little I, I'm not gonna say spoken word he's talking because <laughs> Jay-Z ain't never give you no spoken word and it's um the song is four minutes and 45 seconds so it's not a long song by any stretch of the imagination but um it's well it's not even the longest song it, it feels like a longer song but it's it's a really good way to close out the album um and that's it like i said the black album 55 minutes 12 seconds uh it, it's looking back on it i think i think jay-z accomplished a lot I think he accomplished what he set out to do, and that was to create something, a timepiece, a capsule, if you will, to where people would be talking about this album as his, as his career faded away. And Jay-Z stepped away from the game for what, two or three years? Was it two? I can't remember if it was two or three years. And so like, he literally made us think like this was the last one. And he went on a tour and everything. And so, you know, people hadn't, people didn't have any reason to believe that he wasn't coming back. But, um, you know, he, he won awards and stuff like that, Grammys and stuff like that for, the, for this album. Uh, it was critically acclaimed. Uh, it was commercially successful, uh, which is always good. And, um, you know, it, it was, it was a, a vintage Jay-Z album. Uh, I will say this much. Again, I think if he ends his career on this album he's looked at differently and that's not a bad thing. I think that's a great thing. I think that 
kind of puts him in a stratosphere of immortality. Whoever you think the GOAT is, I think if Jay-Z stops at this album right here, he's 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 mentioned. And I mean, Jay-Z's always mentioned within the GOATs. And that GOAT conversation is, is a loaded conversation. We're not going to get into it on this episode. But, um, you know, you, you can make a case. <laughs> you can make a strong case with Jay-Z being uh, at the top of the GOAT list, if you will. Uh, but all in all, man, it's a phenomenal album. Uh, if you haven't heard it in a while, go back and give it a spin. Uh, it's worth your time. I, I think uh, I think Jay-Z really, this was the, the end of the first chapter of his run. And I think this this was a great bookend to that chapter. Uh, the next run that he had, um, it was hit or miss. I'll be honest. <laughs> and it has been hit or miss, um, depending on who you ask. Um, but no, all in all, man, I love this album. I listen to it from time to time. I think it's, I've got it in, in, in the top five. I think it's the top, I can't remember where I have it ranked, but I think it's, it's definitely my top five. It might be in my top three, um, but it's a great album. It's one that, like I said, production wise, Jay, he didn't miss as far as production. He set out to get some, and he got some producers on here to deliver some smokers from the Buchanan's to Ninth Wonder to obviously Just Blaze, Kanye West, just to name a few. Um, and against a couple of missteps, uh, as much as I am, you know, not as high on. Uh, change clothes, and I think again, I think change clothes is a, a good song. I could deal with change clothes. Justify my thug is a skip. So, you guys know how we do. Anytime we talk about the album reviews, there's always a question. Okay, well, if if you had a chance to under the mic system of the source, uh, how many mics would you give this album? Um, I don't know if they were if this album was ever reviewed by the source for for the mic. It doesn't appear that it has been. Um. But I'm going to give this back then. I would have given it four and a half mics. Now today, at the time of this recording, it's a four mic album. I think it's a four mic. If you tell me it's four and a half, well, I'm not gonna argue with you. <laughs> if you tell me it's five, then I'm not gonna talk to you because <laughs> it's not a five mic album. Justify my thug eliminates any possibility of this being a five mic album just with how it sounds and how it's presented and again it's not a bad song but i can't think of any of that i could take change clothes and put it on something else on one of jay-z's other albums i could put that on the um the dynasty album and it, i think it'll fit fine just for my thug uh, might put that on the soundtrack bro <laughs> but um like i said when you get a chance take a listen I'm sure that you will not be disappointed. Ladies and gentlemen, that's going to do it for me. This has been another edition of the 12 Kyle podcast, a bonus edition. Uh, again, taking a look back on the black album 20 years later. It's hard to believe it's been 20 years. Uh, the album again dropped November 14th, 2003. Uh, be sure to download, subscribe, to this podcast if you haven't done so already if you want to hit us up on youtube subscribe on youtube as well thank you for watching uh this podcast drops every thursday at midnight every time to time we drop bonus episodes just like this one on sundays at midnight and if you feel so inclined if you want to break us off with a couple of dollars hit me up on cash app dollar sign t-w-e-l-v-e-k-y-l-e again that's going to do it for me 
I am your boy, 12 Kyle, and this has been another edition of the 12 Kyle Podcast. I'll catch you guys next time. Five Gs.